So one week from today, a big day. I'm, I'm sure everyone has had their calendars marked for a long time. If you're a campaign, you're, you have. But uh, the midterm elections are a week from today. And there are a lot of questions. I mean, there still is a lot up in the air. A third of Americans who are likely voters have not marked it on their calendar, apparently, because they, they haven't figured out where they're going to vote. They don't know who they're, they're going to vo- they're right. gonna vote for. And, yeah. uh, you know, frankly, many of them say... They don't know if they're going to vote. We got a text from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, saying, I'm voting for sure and have made up my mind. I understand the undecided are weighing whether to believe the, uh, I'm going to bleep this, plans that all the candidates are running on. Many are voting against. Yes, you can say BS. Okay, good. Uh, Many are voting against the Dems as a method of protest, but they're going to get a rude awakening by 2012 if the reps get their way. But we did ask the question, why are you still undecided? And Marissa from Staten Island said she's still trying to decide who's the least horrible. Well, uh, we want to <laughs> let us know when you when you figure it out, Marissa. <laughs> we, you can certainly give us your take at eight seven seven eight my take or at the takeaway dot org. But we have a couple guys here who can maybe hopefully shed a little light uh, for the, our listeners out there. We have Todd Zwillick, our takeaway Washington correspondent. Good morning, Todd. Hi, good morning, Celeste. And Michael Shear, chief political reporter for the Caucus Blog at the New York Times. Good morning again, again, Michael. Sure. Hey, how are you? All right. So, Todd, at this point, we've we've moved into get out the vote mission, right? Exactly. Uh, let's let's start with the Republicans. First of all, can we lump the Tea Party Express into the rest of the get out of the vote efforts from the Republicans? Are they the same thing? They're not the same thing. And it really depends on what uh, race you're in. OK, so that we've we've talked about the Tea Party Express since last week. They're on this tour. And when you look at the map of the Tea Party Express, I'm grabbing my map again uh, and where they're visiting as they do this last minute stop uh, across the country, across Texas, up through then up through Missouri and across Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Uh, it really is targeting places that they knew would be close races. And of course, each of those stops contains a Tea, Par- a tea Party Express rally. Uh, which, you know, in general, uh, almost exclusively uh, dedicated to helping the local Republican candidate. Now, for Republicans, however, the Republican establishment, look at a state, of course, like Nevada, where it's really, really close and they want to beat Harry Reid, as we've said. The RNC, you know, the most establishment of all Republican organizations, uh, has opened up uh, seven field offices just in Nevada. They call them victory offices, and they're pouring money into staffing these places with people who can stuff mailers, knock on doors, Get out, presumably and to, to help get the vote out against Harry Reid, the Senate Majority Leader. Exactly, which is interesting because don't forget Sharon Engel was not their choice. She's the Tea Party choice, and their person Sue Loudon lost. Now, American Crossroads is another organization to know about. An organization started by Karl Rove, backed by him and Ed Gillespie, a former RNC chairman. They say they're pouring ten million dollars into Nevada in this last couple of weeks. Again, this is mailers. They are mailing people early vote forms and absentee vote forms, saying, "Hey, here." Here's a mailer. You can use this to vote right from home. And then in some cases, they call up a day after you get it and say, hey, did you get the mailer? Did you fill out the mailer? You know, so it works like that. Like they're right up in people's faces. They've learned from the Democrats. The Democrats have a famously good GOTV, get out the vote operation in Nevada. So Republicans don't want to cede this ground to Harry Reid. He's got a great operation there. All right. Well, quickly, what, what's the difference between uh, is there a substantial difference between the strategy yes. to get out the vote strategy, the Democrats and the Republicans? Unions. The big difference is unions. Democrats have the advantage of organized labor in a place like Nevada. That's huge. Now, nationwide, the AFL-CIO claims to have stuffed 20 million pamphlets by now, called about 25 million people on the phone, knocking on millions of doors. That's AFL. That's the unions. Now, Harry Reid, who's the friend of Harry Reid in Nevada? SEIU, the hotel workers, the hospitality workers. Reid has thousands of volunteers. And, you know, one, one thing I'll tell you about Capitol Hill, this time of year, you can't find anybody 
because the paid staffers, they shut down their government email addresses and they go out and they volunteer for campaigns and you got to email them on personal emails during this week. They're out volunteering for Democrats. Michael Shear, chief political reporter for the caucus blog at The New York Times, uh, on these in a midterm election where it's so granular. Are there differences regionally in the effectiveness of get out the vote strategy based on the demographics of individual states, individual districts, that sort of thing? Will it have an impact more in the east and the west, that sort of thing? Sure. I mean, you know, part of what happens is that it's, you know, in, when you're in an urban setting, for example, it's much easier to go into, uh, you know, for, for some of these folks to go in on Election Day as the Election Day approaches and, and, and convince, you know, large swaths of, of people in, in densely packed areas to get out to the polls. It's much more difficult uh, in, uh, in less urban places where uh, those kinds of door-knocking efforts take a, a whole lot more uh, travel time. Uh, you also have in, in, uh, uh, in, for example, the Democrats' uh, case, uh, a real uh, uh, difference in where, uh, for example, President Obama can go. President Obama right now is much more popular in some places than others. He's not particularly pop- popular in the South, for example, so that's why they've been sending Bill Clinton, the former president, who is still pretty popular everywhere, uh, to places like West Virginia, Kentucky, Alabama, Mississippi, uh, Arkansas, uh, all within the past uh, past week. And and who, I mean, we, there are a lot of big players out on, on the road for both the Democrats and the Republicans. Is anybody really kind of striking a chord, especially among the apathetic or the youth vote? Uh, well, you know, you, you've seen the rallies that Mr. Obama has had. He's largely gone to uh, uh, to Democratic areas, to blue states, and uh, and often to college campuses. And you've seen huge crowds. I mean, you know, this is something we haven't seen since uh, since the campaign. Twenty five, thirty five thousand uh, people uh, often on these college campuses. And so uh, he does seem to be striking a chord there. Mr. Clinton, uh, you know, is popular and 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 believes that uh, that they can he can rouse some of that uh, kind of old uh, liberal base that that uh, you know sort of worships him and worships his wife uh, though to be fair he has uh, he has seen some some pretty small crowds he was in Michigan uh, not long ago uh, over right. the weekend I guess and really saw a very very small crowd so well, we'll see if they if any of them can actually get out the vote as they intend that's uh, exactly. Michael Shear who is the uh, chief political reporter for the caucus blog at the New York Times and Todd Willick our Washington correspondent well you guys we're, we're doing a tribute to the Sony Walkman today because they retiring it i don't know if you heard that news and we're asking our listeners and i want to ask both of you todd i'm guessing it was devo but what were you playing on your first sony walkman here's the thing i i can't remember i had lots and lots of lps so i didn't replace all of them i it was either duty now for the future by devo on cassette tape or you know i had a radio shack blank tape recorded with violent femmes that i listened to about 700 million times so i think it's that one michael shear would you remember what you were playing yeah, I guess I'm old enough for an eight track, but um, uh, but yeah, I think I remember one of my early Walkmans having the uh, the uh, Footloose soundtrack on there uh, that I listened oh to quite a bit. All right, baby, <laughs> I love it. Holding out for a hero. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Michael Shear from the New York Times, Todd Zwillick, our Takeaway Washington correspondent. If you have either something to say about the getting out the vote effort for the next midterms or what you were listening to in your Sony Walkman, give us a call at 8778-MY-TAKE. I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. 
In print or here on the podcast, The New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts.